0: when you're a business owner, it's got a lot more to do. It's got a lot more on its plate. You have to worry about things like taxes. So, you know, are you charging enough that you can pay tax on the money that you're bringing in? You have to pay for your supplies. You have to pay for your time. You have to think about reinvesting in the business. So, you know. Hey there
1: crafter with a full-time job. If you're looking for a way to make extra income, extra 10K in your sleep, from SVG cut files in the next 12 months. I'm Jeff and I am here to help you. Sign up for my free masterclass below and get my secrets for building a successful six figure SVG business. So you can quit your job, you can cut down your hours to spend more time with your kids. So today's topic is creating a steady predictable paycheck from your business with the money coach, money coach for entrepreneurs, Jen. And let's get started. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Absolutely, so I am Jen Patterson. I am a money coach for
0: female entrepreneurs. I work with women and I teach them how to manage the financial side of their business to create, like you said, a steady, predictable paycheck, how to always have money to cover your bills, and how to make sure that it's all seamless and easy and intuitive. Um, I know that a lot of people spend a lot of time learning their trade, you know, particularly someone who works with their hands. But when it comes to managing the business side of your business and the financial side of your business, that's an entirely different skill set that is not taught a lot. And so that is where I come in is what I teach. And it's what I love to do.
1: I love that we're going to get into each of those details one at a time, but I would love to know, how did you get started? What's the story behind uh, choosing this uh, line of work?
0: Absolutely. So I've always been uh, a student of money. Um, I was uh, an economics major at university. When I left university, I went into financial planning. And I kept seeing over and over and over again, business owners who were just like rock stars, like super, super good at what they did and you know had no trouble bringing in clients, had no trouble producing results. And yet over and over again, these same business owners who should have been making like tons of money were just scraping by the, the skin of their teeth. And when I looked a little closer, it all came down to the fact that they were really good at what they did. They didn't have the financial skills to manage that side of the business because nobody taught them. You know, I remember talking to a lawyer and she said, I went to school to be a lawyer. She said, I didn't go to school to be a business owner. I didn't know how to read a P and L statement. Like that's complete Greek to me. Mm-hmm. And she said, I read contracts for a living and I still don't understand. them." <laughs> so, you know, that is talked about a lot and it's not something that's discussed a lot, even no matter what walk of life you're in. And so when I saw that happening over and over and over again, I thought this is where I'm meant to be because this is something that I love to do. I love to teach these skills. I love, you know, working with business owners and helping them really progress down that path of, I have no idea what's going on to, I know exactly where my next paycheck is coming from and I'm in charge. Um, and, you know, having people really find that ownership over their money. And so that's what I love to do. And that's how I got here. It's just, you know, purely by just observing the fact that no one else was teaching it.
1: This podcast is sponsored by my Ivy League standard SVG business coaching program, SVG Superstar, where you not only learn to design SVGs, but also how to sell those designs to make money in your sleep. To learn more about my program, sign up for my free masterclass via the link in the description. I love that. And I totally agree with you on the fact that Nobody talks about this, and this information is not common at all. And and I I didn't think about it like this either. Like this could also happen. Like if somebody is making so much money, uh, if if they're not giving themselves, uh, if they're not paying themselves, then it's not it's not profitable. And I was just reading your post as well. Uh, one of your posts, uh, which, which talks about this. And I was like, so surprised. And I was congratulating myself because I felt like I was doing the right thing. So I'm so glad we are having this conversation. So why, why do you think it's important to so important for us to know this?
0: Well, I mean, the whole point of this is to make some money really at the end of the day. We go into business because we want to make money, and money touches everything it the internet connection that we're talking over right now, the devices that we're talking on they were paid for with I'm assuming money and it is a part of our everyday lives, and we have no choice but to make our peace with how we manage it like we have mm-hmm. to deal with that because there is no other alternative. You have to deal with money if you live in society and so if you're not dealing with it in a proactive way, then it will control you. And you will always be beholden to your finances instead of them supporting you. And so that is why this is so, so critical, particularly for business owners. And I would even go so far as you push it to female business owners because we think, oh, well, everybody else, everybody else, everybody else. And business owners in particular are really bad for you know treating their business like their baby and putting themselves at the very bottom of the totem pole and going anywhere from, you know, six months to like five to 10 years without actually paying themselves. And that's so counterintuitive and counterproductive to what it is we're actually trying to accomplish, which I know for most of my clients and most of the people I talk to is freedom and financial freedom. And if you're not taking steps towards that, you'll never
1: actually get there. I love that. And this is so true. Like in our niche, like crafting industry, a lot of people want to make money selling their crafts, but uh, they don't know how to calculate the profit when they are selling their products. They think whatever money, for example, let's say it's a, it's a $5 shirt and there's uh, after Customizing it and everything, they're selling it for 25 bucks. But in that 25 bucks, there is so much more going on. Like you have the overhead cost, you have uh, the you pay for your you pay yourself uh, 25 dollars whatever you charge yourself. There's so much they could be charging for, and there's so much more going on over there. But a lot of people don't take that into account. So can we talk about that? Like, yes. (laughs) Industry, what is going on in the handmade industry? Like, uh, how, how do you, how do you handle prices and everything in the handmade industry?
0: Absolutely. Pricing is a big question mark across the board. So if you're struggling with that, I'm going to tell you right now, you are not alone and it is not particular to any industry. Everybody bangs their head against the wall when it comes to pricing. So don't feel bad. All right. So that's the first thing. The second thing is as an entrepreneur, your money has a lot of jobs to do. So when you're an employee and you go to work for somebody, your job has your money is one job the money is there to support your lifestyle. And that is it. That's all that your finances have to do is support your life. But when you're a business owner, it's got a lot more to do. It's got a lot more on its plate. You have to worry about things like taxes. So, you know, are you charging enough that you can pay tax on the money that you're bringing in? You have to pay for your supplies. You have to pay for your time. You have to think about reinvesting in the business. So, you know, If you are looking to maybe buy new equipment or if you want to upgrade your space or, you know, if you are somebody who has a brick and mortar, you know, situation, then you've got to pay for your rent and your overhead and all of that. You also have to think about future opportunities. So what are you putting aside for long-term growth of the business? And then you also have to consider emergencies because I can't tell you what's going to go wrong and I can't tell you when it's going to go wrong, but I can guarantee you something's going to go wrong and having money Generally makes it better. So, you know, that is just the tip of the iceberg of what your finances have to do as a business owner. So, those are the things that you have to consider calculating into your prices because that is everything that that money has to support. And it's a lot. So, you know, a lot of particularly I find, you know, in in the handmade industry, people underprice themselves because they don't think about the whole picture. They think about, okay, well, it took me, you know, maybe. Half an hour to an hour to create this product, and you know, the supplies cost XYZ, and then that's all they think about. When really, the picture is much, much bigger. So, those are the things that I would encourage you guys to look at when it comes to pricing your products and think about, you know, how am I going to stretch this cash out to do all of those jobs that it needs to do?
1: So true, so true. And uh, just to uh, restate whatever I wrote. Uh, what i read in your post like if you are making 25 bucks on a t-shirt it's uh if you have spent 25 bucks creating that t-shirt it's not a win-win situation no (laughs) no absolutely
0: not you know particularly because you bring value to the table in two ways as the owner because not only are you bringing to the table the actual product, but you're also bringing to the table, the knowledge and the time it took you to learn those skills, to perfect those skills. I mean, I can tell you, honestly, I am not somebody who is good with their hands to produce some of the things that I have seen out there. I couldn't do that in a million years and there's value in that. And Mm -hmm. just because it's easy for you doesn't mean it doesn't have value.
1: I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for emphasizing because a lot of people don't take that into consideration. (laughs) So, so let's talk about the steps we can take to control our money. What can we do to make sure money is flowing in a healthy way?
0: Okay. So the very first thing that you need to do when it comes to your finances, and I can Say if there is nothing else you hear from me during this whole conversation, listen up now. Like this is the important one. Um, and that is by paying, you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to your money. I find a lot of individuals will push it aside, I'll do it later, you know, maybe at tax time I'll look at things. And then they expect their money to be there for them whenever they want it. And it's like, well, you didn't show it any appreciation. There's no love. There's no time spent on your money. So how can you expect it to be there if you're not going to pay attention to it? So you have to pay attention. And what I mean by that is carve out one hour from every week, the same time, the same routine, and spend some time looking at your finances. So look at what you spent that week. Look at what you've earned that week look at you know where maybe you could make some cuts or some smarter spending decisions pay your bills make sure that that's always caught up to date you know do your bookkeeping an hour a week you must spend with your money and that is going to revolutionize how business functions and I, I really do i really do mean that because I, just that little bit of time and that awareness is just makes all the difference in the world when it comes to managing your money.
1: So true, I completely agree with that. And uh, why do you think it's such a difficult thing for entrepreneurs to manage their money? (laughs) Well,
0: I I think there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So money, because it is linked to our very survival, it comes with a lot of baggage. There is a lot of childhood memories that get tied in with money. It is the thing that keeps the roof over our head and the food on our plates and the clothes on our backs. So it's really linked to that baser or fight or flight instinct reflex that's like deep inside, you know, all of that lovely um, instinctual behaviors are linked to money and so it can be very difficult for people to face it can be very triggering it can be very traumatizing particularly if they haven't had a good relationship with money or if they've never had enough money or things like that so it can get really intertwined with so much baggage and a lot of people will just stick their head in the sand and say i don't want to deal with this La 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 it's too much i'm out and they just keep doing what they're doing rather than trying to make change and change is hard it's not easy to, True. you know, make epic change and, and these these things. And I will say this, more money doesn't always make the situation better. You know, mm-hmm. I've worked with clients who are earning, you know, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 a month, and they're barely scraping by because they're not paying attention. And so it really does come down to the fact that there is so much baggage around money that, you know, people will self-sabotage, they'll their head in the sand there's a million reasons why their finance people's finances are a mess um but i think that really plays a big part of it is just how directly linked it is to our survival
1: true that true that so what is the first can you give us like a rough stats on how many people usually face this issue how many people face it Ooh. A, not lot. a lot, <laughs> not a lot. Um, I
0: think a lot of people will take the first steps. So they will, you know, of course, they will read a book. They well, actually, I don't say they read a book, they buy a book. Um, they will, you know, open up a couple of blogs, they'll try and make a few little changes. But to make real lasting change is a very difficult and long process. And so, you know, in terms of like stats on how many people do, I really have no idea, um, but I can tell you that um, the people that that are ready for change, it happens very quickly because you have to make the decision that, you know, we, I, I'm, I am doing this. I am making this change. I just need to know how, and having somebody by your side that can walk you through it is going to make it easier. Um because you will get frustrated and you will, you will struggle because it's not going to be an easy change. So having that buddy by your side that's there to hold your hand and pick you up when things go wrong, it can make all the difference in the world.
1: Somebody to help you out, somebody to push you.
0: Be accountable to. And, and you know, like I said, pick you up when, when things go wrong, because I'm going to tell you that it's like, it's like changing anything else in your life. You know, if you try to lose weight or if you're trying to, you know, declutter your house, it's going to be messy. It's not going to be perfect and pretty and linear. There's going to be setbacks and issues that come up and you're going to uncover a whole bunch of delightful things about yourself Mm -hmm. that you maybe not want to (laughs) see, but it's a process. And, and if you're willing to do the work, then it
1: really can pay dividends for the rest of your life. I love that. So how does, I, I, I'm still curious, like how does a person assess themselves? Like what are the signs that I am not managing my money in a healthy way? First thing is that
0: you never have any. So that would okay. be the first. <laughs> first
1: cue is that you are always
0: feeling broke. If You always feel like there's never enough money. If you always feel like you're stretched really thin, you can't get ahead that is your first sign that you're not managing your money in a healthy way because nine times out of ten it comes down to the management of it now i'm not going to say 100 percent of the time because sometimes it really is just a pure lack of money and you know you can manage it as best as you can but if there's not enough there's not enough but most times i would say like yeah 80 to 90 percent of the time it's just that it's not being managed properly so if you feel like you're always broke, you're always having to hustle, you know, particularly again, as business owners, you know, feeling like you always have to be on top of things and rushing and rushing and rushing and constantly going and going and going and you can't ever take a breath. That is a big indicator that things maybe aren't being managed very well. Or if you feel like, you know, one emergency in your business or even in your you know, personal life would completely derail your entire life that's another indication that something's not going right. Um, And, uh, or, you know, debt piling up, that's another big indicator, you know, having debt that's just mounting and mounting and mounting and there's no game plan to really get rid of it. That's Mm -hmm. another indicator, big one, um, that things are not being managed in a healthy way.
1: Thanks for uh, clarifying that. I think a lot of people will uh, have the time, I mean, using this resource, they can assess themselves and figure out if they need help or not. So let's say there's a crafter who's selling handmade products and uh, she's also working full time, uh, but yet she doesn't have enough money every single time whenever she opens her bank account. So what steps can she take now? So like I said, the first thing to do is that pay
0: attention. So. Create what I call it the money power hour. So make sure you're creating that money power hour, carving it out in your week, and treating it like you would an appointment with somebody. You know, it's not just, oh, I'll do this later, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's, it's as important as if you were to meet with like a potential buyer, and they were going to be putting in like a custom order and you wanted to, you know, sit down and hash out the details. It's that important that you don't want to miss those meetings. The second thing is making sure that your business and your personal finances, and even if this is a side hustle, you know, something you're doing, you know, on evenings and weekends, that they're completely separate from your personal, that you don't use your personal accounts to fund your business and that you don't get paid into your personal accounts. You want to make sure you're drawing a line in the sand and saying, this is me, the business, and this is me, the person, and they shall not meet in the middle. And there's no intermingling of funds um, because that is something that as your business grows, which is hopefully the, the, you know, the goal for most is that the business grows. And as that happens, if your business and personals are intermingled, it can be very challenging and very gray hair inducing to try and pry them apart. So I don't recommend that. Um, the next thing that you want to make sure that you're doing is that you really are taking into consideration all of those jobs that money has to do when it comes to pricing your products. And really, like, actually break it down. You know, if you're saying, let's say you're charging, I'm going to say $50 for an item. It's a nice round number. And, you know, you're going to say, well, okay, of that $50, I am going to pay myself with $10 of it. uh, The um, To produce this item cost me, you know, $10 in supplies. I'm not a crafter; I have no idea maybe that's accurate, maybe it's not, Um, you know, and then I'm going to put away $3 for an emergency, I'm going to, you know, put away another $5 for I'm going to save up for this brand new piece of equipment that I'm looking for and really break down the price Mm -hmm. with those different jobs you're going to do. And then, you know, making sure you're putting away that tax dollars as well and saying, okay, you know, 20 cents or $20 of this is or $10 of this is, for income taxes to make sure that that bill is covered when the time comes. Mm -hmm. And really, like I said, breaking down your prices in that manner so that you can be completely certain that everything is taken care of when you make that sale. And continuing to do that with, you know, your entire product line and managing your money in that way. So one of the suggestions that I always recommend for all of my clients, no matter what industry they're in, is using what I call the bank account architecture. So it's a fancy way of saying, don't just have one business account, have lots of them and have each account have a specific job to do. So within my own architecture, I have um, an account that is only holding the money that I put aside for income taxes. That's its only job. It is out of sight. It is out of mind that money does not belong to me. So I don't even want to see it. I've got another one that handles all of the operating expenses for my business. So, You know, that's where I pay all of my, you know, internet, my subscriptions, all of that stuff comes out of there. So for me as a coach, that's what my operating expenses are for somebody who is, you know, a physical crafter, that would be where you would pull all of your, you know, product supplies from. You you have a supply account. Um, I have another one that's specifically for the growth of my company. So, you know, I make sure that that one's stocked. And then I have another one specifically for the money I use to pay myself. And that actually leads right into that steady, predictable paycheck, which I'm hoping we're going to get to. Um, but I literally have a bank account that its only job is to hold the dollars that I use to pay my personal paycheck for running the business.
1: I love that. I love that. How organized it is. If there's one thing you can take from this call, from this interview, is to set up multiple bank accounts. Sorry, what was the name that you used? <laughs> the architecture. The architecture the architecture. I'm definitely going to implement that from now. (laughs) I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So uh, let's talk about how to create a predictable paycheck from your business. Absolutely. This is the holy grail of, you know, business strategies.
0: I find most business owners, that's what they want to shoot for. They want to create that nine to five sort of income without actually having to do the whole nine to five thing. So let's talk about how that works. And I talked about having the bank account architecture, and I did see a question pop up about what bank. Yeah, we'll get to talking about banks and fees and all of that because um, it is it's a bit of a longer conversation. But I I promise I saw the question. So having that bank account that is purely for holding my paycheck, and then what I do is every time I get paid, a certain percentage of the income I make gets put into that account and i do that for a period of time and i let it build so you think of you like it like a well so this is i'm Mm -hmm. using my coffee cup as my little thing here and the well fills when things are good Mm -hmm. and what i do is i draw the same paycheck out of that every two weeks regardless of how my business does so when things are good the well fills When things are a little leaner, maybe I took a summer holiday, you know, had took some time off to spend with my kids, whatever. And I'm not working as much and the paychecks, you know, aren't coming in as fast and furious. Then, you know, we draw down on the well. Mm -hmm. And it's the same paycheck every time. And the only thing that changes is the balance in this bank account. You know, when things are good, it goes up. When things are a little leaner, it goes down. And it's a simple, simple way to do it but it is very, very effective. As long as you are always taking a portion of your sales, putting them into that account, then their money will be there for you to draw that steady, predictable paycheck from. And if you find yourself, you know, one quarter into the year or six months into the year, and you're just going gangbusters, give yourself a raise. Yay! Yay! Or give <laughs> yourself a bonus or whatever. Like that's, that's what it's there for. But it's, a well for you to pull a steady, predictable paycheck from. Because as a business owner, you're never gonna be able to predict how well you're gonna do day to day, once a month. It's never gonna be an exact science. True. So the only way to really create something that is steady and predictable is to manufacture it yourself by creating a paycheck well.
1: I love that. I love that. That was such a great tip. And a lot of people come to me like they're working full time and uh, they want to, uh, they want to join the course to start making passive income, but they don't have enough money. So I- I'm sure like if they start implementing this, like having a separate account that they use for business investment, this can uh, sort out a lot of problems. What do you think about that? absolutely and that is you
0: know what i suggest a lot of people do with their what i call the growth account it's it's for you to reinvest in the business in a way that is going to help you grow so if you have your eye on a course or you want to work with a coach or whatever that's a great use for those dollars and i will say that even if you start putting away you know one percent of your revenue you will still get there it'll take a little longer but you mm-hmm. get there and it's better than you know six months a year is going to pass regardless and in six months or a year you can either have a little nest egg to invest in a course or you will be exactly where you are right now and so to me it's a no-brainer like why mm-hmm. would you not do something like that because I can tell you human nature is such that we will make it work with what we have that is how human nature works. It's sort of like that, if you have 10 minutes or two hours, that's how long a task will take. It's the same thing with your money. You will make a business work with you know, $10 or $100, depending on what you have available to you. So if you, by design, pull money out of your sort of operating expenses and put it aside, out of sight, out of mind, you'll still run the same business. And yet on the side here, you will have money building and you'll be able to reinvest in the business. It will happen and I guarantee it. And uh, I'm gonna tell you a little story about toothpaste uh, to prove my point. So everyone knows toothpaste. You get a brand new tube. It's really like satisfying to love it on the toothbrush. don't that that <laughs> feeling yeah. <laughs> so you know you get that brand new toothbrush toothpaste and it's like awesome. And then a couple weeks go by, a couple months go by and you get to the bitter end of that tube. And it's not something you buy all the time. So you go to the grocery store and it's like, oh, I forgot to buy toothpaste again. You go to brush your teeth that night and you get really creative. You start twisting it, you know, you use your thumb, maybe even get some scissors, bust it open, scrape it out with toothbrush. Your teeth still get brushed in the same way that they did on day one. Uh You just got more creative. Same thing with your money. You will find a way to make it work with less money because it's human nature. It's what we do. So if you are pulling money out of your operating expense account and putting it aside on a regular basis to reinvest in courses, in coaching, in supplies, in upgrades, whatever, you will find a way to make it work with less. As long as that money is out of sight and out of mind, you just will.
1: It's human nature. Cool. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. So let's get to the question of what bank. What bank? <laughs> All
0: right. So, it's about the salon. It's about the stylist. It's about the bank. It's about the banker. So, when it comes to creating your architecture, go to the bank and find a person. Somebody who works. Usually, my rule of thumb is if they have a door, that's the person you want to talk to. So, don't go just to like the bank of teller. The you know the people who sit you know and rotate in and out. You want to talk to the same person every time. And you want to say, I want to save more money with you guys using a whole bunch of bank accounts. Can you help me with that? Mm -hmm. And some banks will be like, yeah, sure, we got you. And some banks will be like, "Um, there's the door. So if that's the case, you know, you go and move on to the next one. There will always be somebody who was willing to accommodate this system. And I will say this again, another sort of rule of thumb is the smaller the bank, the more flexible they generally can be. So credit Mm -hmm. unions are a fantastic option, Um, but realistically at the end of the day, if you can find a bank that makes it work for you, go with them. Um, It's gonna take a little bit of research and it's gonna take some phone calls and actually talking to humans. It's a little scary, I promise you can do it, Um, but, that is the best way to really look into banks because I mean, personally I'm Canadian. Um, and so if I gave you a recommendation, it's probably not going to, you know, speak to your entire audience um, because we're all over the world here. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you specifically in your own country who to talk to, but the questions you want to ask are things, you know, check in about fees. You'd be surprised how often banks are willing to waive fees. So just ask just say, you know, is there any way we can get the fees waived on this? And, you know, that's really where the magic comes in when you talk to a person rather than just kind of going online or talking to a teller, because again, those bankers, those people who work in offices with doors, usually have a little bit more clout and power. So they have the ability to waive things like service fees or low balance fees or things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But just have some conversations with a lot of different people. It might take you two or three banks to find somebody who's willing to work with you, but I can honestly tell you they are out there and um, it is definitely possible to do this without getting your you know, money eaten up by fees.
1: I love that. Thank you so much for clarifying. If you guys have any other questions, make sure to pop them in the comment section. And I would love to know what kind of help and resources you have for us. Absolutely.
0: So uh, you can always check out my Instagram. There is a whole lot of resources there right in the posts on things you can do, tips you can try, strategies you can implement. And you can also reach out to me and join my program, which is the Coaches Simple Money Roadmap. It is a step-by-step guide on how to implement all of the systems I have talked about, along with a whole lot of handholding and accountability from me to make sure you actually take the steps and make these things a reality in your business and in your life. So the link is in my, the link is in my bio. I had to think about that for a moment, but yes, it is in there, (laughs) all the information on how to do that, how to work with me. And um, you can also just reach out to me through a DM. I'm in Instagram all the time and I'm always happy to answer any quick questions that pop
1: up. So feel free to reach out to me there. Lastly, if you're looking for a way to make extra 10k in your sleep so you can cut down your hours to spend more time with your kids, sign up for my free masterclass via the link in the description. Bye-bye.